Hi everyone, and welcome to the 150th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hi guys. And Sabrina! Hi guys! We've made it! It's episode 150! We did it! We here, fam! Oh we here! We here! That's a lot of episodes. That is a lot of episodes. <laughs> I know, which, right? And we're, and you know, we're just... together, too, for this big one. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to, like, think about it in perspective. Uh, so I started on the 28th episode. I think, Churro, you started on the 20th episode, something like yeah, that? Yeah, the 20th. And I think so I was 20, the 80th. 20th episode, so that means, you know, 130 episodes since you started. We still don't have Kingdom Hearts 3. Same. Yeah, you weren't on everyone, but, like... But it's all good. It's all good, you know? It's been a wild ride. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, I mean, I guess on the whole, not that any of us were involved from the beginning of the podcast, but on the whole, Kingdom Hearts Union uh, is nearly going to be 10 years old. It's going to be 10 years old next year, which is crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, wow. So, I had no yeah. idea. This podcast has been going for a long time. So anyway, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at Cage Union. Go, go and follow. Uh, exactly. Please follow <laughs> us and and uh, see when we retweet crazy things. Like um that that one thing that you posted churro uh, about that that one particular news channel that is uh <clears throat> I would say just a little bit ignorant that that's how kids talk these days so <clears throat> it, it, it's it's like that one meme where it's like how do you do fellow kids exactly how do you do fellow kids that 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 summarizes uh that that whole exchange anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh this episode has two segments we got our news segment yes we there are there is actually news that we can talk about so stay strapped in for that and we have a nice interesting discussion segment which is a follow-up to a thing that we were talking about a bit on the last episode so uh moving on our announcements for this episode as always if you guys like the show please consider supporting us on patreon at patreon.com slash ffkh union our patreon executive producers are as follows we have blue machine who is at blue machine on twitter nahika blawi who by the way we had on last episode so if you want to catch our conversation with him check out last episode episode 149 uh next we have lewis james Barry Norton, who is at Nortron Zero, Chris Morales, Eric Decker, who's at Choco Taco, Marcus Karnecki, Michael Graham, Thorin Bullen, who's at Massacre23, and Churro, if you want to take these next few. We got Zach Toronto at ZDoronto58, Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson, Darren Matthews at Doomster73, Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Josh McNabb at J2K9, Keith Field at The Mighty Keith, we have Mike, and then we have Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail, and Muhammad Quayam. And, uh, Savvy, if you take these last ones. Sure. So we have Nico Gonzalez at Nick underscore Knack 95, Patrick, Rachel Casterton at Urba Yun Ray, 
Rob Porter at Squirty Birdie One, Tobias Cappy at the Tobias uh, Cappy, Tyson Wildman at Tyson Wildman One, Vita Nitas at V underscore Tron Five Thousand, Zach Porter at Porter Paradox, and Zelda Clone at uh, Apes Type Novels. And be a part of the show. Send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. And just as a reminder, the deep dive stream continues onward with our uh, playthrough of uh, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep in critical mode. Uh, I believe we just wrapped up the uh, Hollow Bastion segment with Terra. That was, oh my god, that, that fight with, uh, with, with, the, with the mech. That that's like a that's like a knockoff of guard armor from Kingdom Hearts One, where you oh, fight with one. with Terra, Aqua, and Ven all together. That was a pain. But then the bigger pain, this stupid Brag, hit that guy. That that took <laughs> like I would think like a solid four tries, oh, if God. I remember correctly. Again, critical mode. G- gotta love it. Did you beef? So, uh, did what? Did you beef up Terra? Are you just kind of like? Uh, I did. Yeah, I've, I've, I've not been uh going about this as we have with prior streams, where you know I, I prepare like a beefy Sora. This time mm-hmm. I've not done that. I've just sort of been, uh, you know, grinding as I go. And I think this is kind of a. I don't know how it works for the the live stream, but sort of as like a substitute for. Because, like, before, like, with the Kingdom Hearts 1 stream, anytime we would go to, like, a save point, we would do, like, a question segment thingy. Right. But, yeah, this time around, I, f- I figure, like, okay, we'll do questions while I grind. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's that, that's just how we're trying to do things this time. Um, I don't know if, uh, so far, I have not grinded at all off stream, so I've, I've, I don't know how that's going to pan out. I'm I have a feeling especially like once we start getting to like the later stuff, I I'm going to have to grind off screen cuz like like the whole final segment of Birth by Sleep like on critical mode that that gets nuts. Yeah. Like you, you like especially like you got to get like really nice abilities and items and stuff and you got to be high level like I don't know. Not not looking forward to that, but hey Kingdom Hearts 3 doesn't come out for a long time, so got to fill time somehow. And uh, so, yeah, next next stream is going to be July 20th, which is a Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. We're still daylight time, right? That's mm-hmm. my guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yes, we are. Japan does not have daylight or standard time, so. You're just I, time I, all the time. It's just time. It's just time. <laughs> Actually, like we we had this like whole like lesson about what time zones were in 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 our English class, and like it it was a very difficult concept for our students to grasp. I don't know why, but yeah, they just didn't get it because like I don't know. I guess growing up in North America, like it, just in America alone, there's four time zones there, and then we also have daylight time and standard time. But yep. in Japan, everywhere in Japan is Japan time. So, yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing. I think, by the way, Japan time is probably incorrect. It should probably, I think, it should be like, like maybe two hours ahead of what it actually is because the sun goes down too too dang early sometimes. That's just that's just my feeling. Anyway, moving on. 
to our first segment, the news segment. Yay! Yay! The news keeps on rolling. It keeps on rolling. And, uh, uh, so yeah, this, uh, comes from a Dengeki PlayStation interview of Tetsuya Nomura. So let's, uh, let's have a look-see at what he was talking about. So some interesting tidbits and clarifications. First little bit of interesting stuff is that, uh, Scrooge McDuck owns a restaurant in Twilight Town. And I mean, it is within and it is within this <laughs> restaurant that you uh have that uh that cooking mini game with Remy from Ratatouille. And that so. doesn't surprise me cuz Scrooge is a businessman. Exactly. Yeah. It totally fits. So I I'm I'm excited for that. And uh I think uh, I think we may have actually seen the restaurant or at least seen uh seen it and i think we might be able to look up its name i uh i specifically remember the i think it was the dandelion meeting they had that one trailer where sora was playing the classic kingdom stuff and they had yep. some shots from twilight town mm-hmm. like the in one. the background there's like uh... a there's like a building that i thought it was a hotel and it had like a french name so i thought it was a hotel but i I, I'm guessing that this is Scrooge's French restaurant. That's cool. So maybe cool. maybe we'll be able to... So I guess if you want to see what that is, uh, just check out the Classic Kingdom trailer from the Dandelion meeting. And uh, I, be- I believe the specific shot, was, it was a long shot uh, where you know you see Sora, Donald, Goofy, Hainer, Pencilette in the distance. And then... It towards the right, I want to say back right of the area. That's where I remember seeing that particular building. I'm not sure that that's the restaurant, but if it was my guess, that would be the place. So, uh, anyways, uh, oh, and in terms of where it is positioned in Twilight Town, if you want to rem- remember Twilight Town's layout, so in the market section, this new building is so you know. There's that one, like, weird corner that has the junk, that that junk minigame where you hit hit the junk, and depending on how many combos you have, you you get more hits on the thing, so you want to, like, lower your combos. Yeah, yeah. So that, basically there, but the (laughs) the entrance is, like, in front of the train track area, so I think that whole... That whole alley might be gone Thank and God. Re- replaced with this restaurant. That's my I guess. S- that junk place is. I hate that place. I it hate took it that too. long to clean up the garbage and now they're just putting a yeah. restaurant there. J- you know what? It's deserved. Re- rest in peace, junk place. You yeah. were home to many great things, i.e., the <laughs> the junk mini game, and then also that one cutscene where Axel and Shion fought. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that, that was it. So, uh, moving on from there, uh, the sled riding on Goofy Shield that was shown in the Frozen trailer is not only going to be part of the story, but is also a, going to be a replayable minigame as well. So, if if you guys oh, enjoy cool. that, you'll be able to do it several times, which is actually kind of reminiscent of Final Fantasy VII. They had that snowboarding minigame, and it was, a, at first, a part of the story... I think you're trying to run away from the Turks. So what what better way of doing that than snowboarding away from them? 
<laughs> and then I think you can also go to like Gold Saucer and play it again. So yeah, if you like it, you can play it again. I get. I guess in in the context of of you know Kingdom Hearts, you're not going to go to an arcade place. You'll probably just go up the dang mountain again and then go down again. Of course, because that's Kingdom Hearts for you. Exactly. So uh, moving on from there, the ice skate type weapon that was shown in the Frozen trailer is actually a Keyblade transformation. So oh, I'm cool. I'm guessing that's probably the transformation you get from the Frozen World Keyblade. Which have they shown that like? I, I I did not look closely enough at that trailer. Did they show the frozen keyblade? Yeah, in the in the very beginning, like when Sora attacks okay. the Heartless. Uh, oh, like, you right. can't yeah, see yeah, it clearly yeah. though. Okay, like, yeah. like had... was, he, he strikes and then he you know calls it off. Okay, yeah. So I uh, yeah I currently do not remember what that what it looks like, but yeah, I would imagine that we've seen it because yeah, like what keyblade would have ice skate type. Key, uh, uh, an ice ki- ice skate type keyblade transformation other than the f- the frozen one so okay so uh also moving from there in kingdom hearts 3 worlds can be accessed in stages just just as before uh in in prior number games so uh this is basically like um so kind of like in kingdom hearts 1 where you when when you first start the the area that is open to you you have access to, you know, Wonderland and Traverse Town and uh, Deep Jungle and Olympus Coliseum. And you can kind of choose which one you want to go to within that one selection of stages. I mean, also Burst by Sleep is like that where they unlock in threes. So in the case of Terra, the first set of worlds you get... Uh, uh, the Sleeping Beauty one, Enchanted Dominion, and then uh, the Seven Dwarfs one, and the last one, uh, Cinderella. You get those three. so And, and you can go at them in any order. Uh, Namora also says that uh, there really aren't any worlds that you can outright skip in <laughs> like Atlantica. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So uh, I hope all of you like all their choices of worlds this time around. I guess this is only kind of sad to like speedrunners because I know you know a lot of strats probably revolve around skipping things. So yeah, but I, I'm, yeah. Sure, I'm sure they're going to be okay. I mean, they're going to yeah, find yeah, ways yeah. to. At the end know, of the day, like it. when it comes to speedrunning, it's all, it's all about what is possible and what's not possible. So if it's if it's not possible to skip, then I guess maybe they just don't worry about it. So. Anyway, uh, moving on from there, uh, and this is going to be come to the great sadness of many a uh, uninformed Kingdom Hearts fan, but no, they will not be releasing the E3 demo publicly. It would be too costly to do so if they did. I mean, so just conventions they'll do it. Yeah, it'll just be at conventions. Okay, so that makes sense. Like, yeah, it, exactly. It makes sense. But yeah, I've seen like a lot of people out there, especially on Twitter, like asking like, why can't you release the demo? It's done. You know, you can just put it out there, release it on the PlayStation store. We could play it. I mean, a lot of, I mean, a lot of uh, reasons I've seen other people say, even though Square Enix didn't state this, but yeah, most of it would be data mining. 
they don't want people that's, to okay so yeah data mining that's that's one thing uh, i would say uh at least with nomura his he he was very vague and he said like it would be too costly. So in terms of cost, what that would entail is for one, they got to test it because the, the QA that goes into putting it on the show floor. So maybe a couple hundred people can play it versus the QA that goes into, it's going to be on the PlayStation store and thousands of people will play it. That level of QA is going to be a bit different. So it's going to require more QA, more testing, and then on top of that, it's got to go through certification, like console certification. So it's got to go to Sony and Microsoft, and they have to approve it for release on the store. So that's going to, you know, likely entail some fees there. And, you know, at the end of the day, all of this amounts to time. And yep. that's time that they're not spending on Kingdom Hearts 3. And that's time that they're just spending on a demo. So I would say until enough people are freed up, from their, uh, you know, responsibilities of making Kingdom Hearts three, until enough people are freed up from doing that, that's you know, having a publicly released demo is very unlikely. And I would also say it's probably more likely than when those you know people start to get freed up from their responsibilities. I would say they'll probably more likely be focused more on bug fixes. Of, of the main Kingdom Hearts game, testing Kingdom Hearts 3, and yeah, then the- also, like, I would say, like, you know, the next most important thing would be DLC. Yeah, because Namara already said that demos. he's constantly, you know, you know, cleaning up the game based yeah. off feedback from, you know, the demo from the premiere, these demos mm-hmm. people are playing. He's, he said he's going to continue doing it until the game's released. So it's exactly. like he rather just, it just comes down to Namora wanting to spend more time on polishing this game than anything else. You know, it shows his level exactly. of dedication of making sure this game is, you know, good to go at, you know, when the, you know, the gates are open. True. Definitely, when you definitely. played, did they ask for your feedback? Or did you, like, fill out a form or anything after, like, the levels at all? The uh, premiere event? Yeah. Um, they didn't really, they didn't really ask for anything. They, I just, I just emailed them my impressions of it. And oh, okay. could be yeah. changed and stuff. Like, I, because I, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't bother asking anybody else, like, mm-hmm. personally. Like, everybody did all the, you know, the, the YouTubers, the YouTubers, the fan sites did their, they, 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 they did their impressions. And then I just emailed them my impressions. Yeah. Okay. I mean, when it comes to the the premiere event, I mean, everyone, more or less everyone invited was some sort of personality or press, you know, member of the press. So like there, the end product of that is going to be feedback, you know, whether it's a YouTube yeah. video or an article. So and, and it, not only that, we, we had an episode with, you know, that same day where I played it. Yeah, you know? exactly. So I already like kind of like said my own piece on that episode as well. Exactly. So we had it on the podcast. So if anybody's listening from Square, there's our feedback. <laughs> you can find you it. Go. Was that episode one forty seven or something? Yeah, That's it was one forty seven, one forty six. One of yeah. those two. Please see one of those episodes for our feedback on the demo. Oh, and then I guess also one forty eight because that was our E three impressions. I gave some of mine. Those yeah, because from a because Brandon Brandon's a, a developer, game developer, so he'll probably dive a little bit more deeper than I can. Yeah, and I 
Oh, I, I don't think I ever even mentioned that. Okay, so I do have some new feedback from E3 from the demo that I played. And it's very minor, and it is graphics-related. And then, Mickey? and that base basically. So this is this is my new Mickey cheeks. Oh God! <laughs> but this was oh a lot more minor. I promise. Okay, okay, so something I noticed, which I'm assuming at some point they'll figure it out. But so uh, first, I need to talk about what ambient occlusion is. So ambient occlusion. This is these are shadows that are produced by uh, by objects. When they touch together. So, for example, you know, let's say you put a cup on the desk and you got, you know, light being cast on it. There is a cast shadow, which is like the shape of the cup, like a a shadow cast onto the table. But then also, just underneath the cup, there's this dark fuzzy shadow that is very close and is mostly just in the crevice, or if you want to be fancy, the crevasse. Between the glass or the cup and the table. Let's imagine a coffee mug so we're not dealing with translucent objects. Let's pretend it's a coffee mug. So there will be like a dark sort of outline of the coffee cup on there. So that's ambient occlusion. It's basically where two objects touch in the crevasse, as it were. It's very hard for light to get in there because there is a crevasse there. So... Because light is hard, because it's hard for light to get in there. That means what's left? Darkness, supreme darkness. Okay, so that's that's ambient occlusion. Now, ambient occlusion in games is usually simulated with uh, like uh, uh, what they would call a screen space effect. It's basically an easier way of doing it. The main issue that I notice with the Kingdom Hearts 3's implementation of ambient occlusion is it is currently being applied after special effects so that means so in terms of like the order of operations and when does ambient occlusion get applied in kingdom hearts 3 so it is happening it it, so you you get all all the all the frames are being rendered you got all the special effects all the graphics and then one of the last operations that they apply is the ambient occlusion when would that be a problem? You know, if you're imagining, you know, you're if you're imagining this as like uh like painting something, why would painting these shadows last be a problem? Okay, well, I'll give you an example. Let's say there is a puff of smoke that just covered up Sora. He he, you know, the rock titan threw a rock and there's a big puff of puff of dust in the air. So, now you want to draw the ambient occlusion of, let's say, Sora's arm with Sora's uh, body, a.k.a. his armpit. So you need to draw Sora's armpit shadow. How the hell are you going to do that when you got uh, a big puff of dust in front of you? Well, the problem is the shadows get drawn on top of the shadow, so you can see Sora completely through the shadow but or through the you you can see Sora through the dust but you're seeing his shadows only so basically the shadows appear in front of the dust cloud and if that sounds weird that's because it is it's wrong that is not correct so basically the main issue is they're drawing ambient occlusion last 
because ambient occlusion is a screen space effect, and usually screen space effects get applied after 3D effects get applied. So because of that, we are seeing ambient occlusion over the special effects, and it is strange. And the best, the only time I've ever seen this other than in this game is in uh, Dolphin, which is a GameCube emulator. And you can apply all these cool special 3D effects, but obviously they happen after the rendering of the game. So you get things like this where ambient occlusion is drawn over puffs of smoke and it looks weird. So that was my thing. It's not quite Mickey's cheeks in terms of succinctness, but that is the issue. They got ambient occlusion issues. Good news, they got like seven months. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Brandon's this is, corner. This has been Brandon's uh, rant about s- some stupid <laughs> graphics thing corner. But yeah, honestly, I don't know if anyone really would care if they left that in. I'm just saying. I mean, I mean you're, you're, you're your average consumer, probably not. Yeah, I don't know if they would notice. But uh, and and that's the other thing is I don't know what kind of because I don't know their graphics pipeline. I don't know how difficult or what what other what what uh consequences there would be if they change the order of when ambient occlusion gets rendered because my my very naive uh solution for this if i was doing it is oh well i would just make sure that all the special effects get rendered last or at least just make sure that like things like explosions and things that are supposed to be trans uh, supposed to be opaque or kind of opaque over things like an explosion i would make sure that that gets rendered last but i don't know like that could cause like a bill a billion bugs i don't know about because i don't know their pipeline so i don't know that's just something i notice. that th- there's my feedback that's my only graphics feedback from e3 aren't we happy this is a i'll just say that overall kingdom hearts 3 looks so polished especially compared to when I first played the 0.2 demo way back in 20, 20, 2016, when I finished playing that demo in 2016, I had at least you know three main issues with the look of Kingdom Hearts 3. I currently just have there's some there's some weird stupid thing with the shadows and the dust. So pretty good that they've <laughs> progressed. Anyway, moving on. Uh, the next bit of interesting news actually i would say this is the spiciest bit of news from the dengeki interview uh one of the main aims of kingdom hearts 3 is that everyone's story gets settled (laughs) so namora is basically like thrown down the gauntlet and being like yeah we're we're serious this is going to be the end for a lot of things in Kingdom Hearts, everyone's story gets settled. And oh, emphasis on the everyone because because of that, you know, because of the everyone in this uh, aim of theirs, the number of characters in Kingdom Hearts 3 will be enormous. That is a direct quote from Nomura. I'm happy about that. But yeah. I also don't know what's going to happen, so I'm kind of worried. Slash yeah, it is, it is a little bit scary. Uh, you know what it kind of reminds me of? Uh, it reminds me of that uh, the Smash Brothers Ultimate reveal 
where they're like, you know, showing off different characters and then they show Solid Snake for a second and then everybody's like, what? And then like in the next screen, it's just completely black and then big, bold, white text. Everyone is back. It's <laughs> like, that's, that's what I feel like. This is the yeah. Mora's version of that. So if, if you guys were eagerly anticipating the return of such popular characters as that one guy from Traverse Town that kind of looks like Titus because he's just a texture swap of Titus or that, that hussy, that hussy, that hussy little girl or not little girl, that hussy woman that's outside of the cafe in Traverse Town that kind of looks at you and says you're cute or that one weird guy that looks like he's, he's like a, I don't know, like some Bostonian guy from the American Revolution that runs the runs the accessory shop after Sid. If you are anticipating the climactic end of their stories, look no further than Kingdom Hearts 3 because everyone's story gets settled. That would be my version. No. Also, I want to we we got to have the conclu- the epic conclusion of the guy that turned into a heartless that Sora saw in Traverse Town that was also the Bostonian guy. And we also need the epic conclusion of the guy that you, you actually never see what he looks like, but he's he's the guy that runs the hotel, and if you ring ring the bell, he's like, no vacancies. <laughs> and then and then if you look at all the all the paintings and then ring the bell he's like oh i'm glad that you appreciate art and then he gives you an item oh what the epic conclusion of his story and also you're aiming really high here Brett. also i mean also sora's mom i mean come on it's time which by by the way a slap in the face being like where the hell have you been for all these years yes yes (laughs) exactly so I'm just I'm just worried. Watch Sora's mom be like an important character from the past. Like watch her watch her be Ava or something. And I'm just like, oh my god, I'm gonna roll my eyes so hard. Especially because Sora's mom has a voice already, and she was voiced by Cat uh, Cat Susi. I think that's that's her name. Cat Susi is also the voice of such popular uh, childhood characters as Sally from. Nightmare Before Christmas, and oh. many, many Nickelodeon characters. Like she's, cool. she's a like really common in in many, many, many like popular shows in the nineties. So just look her up, Katsusi. Uh So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all the Dengeki news. But moving on from there, we got some news straight from our our local farm grown churro. <laughs> our our free range our friendly neighbor churro our friendly neighborhood churro is gluten free and ready for your consumption so churro no, no. Wow. i hear i hear there's i hear a little birdie named twitter telling me the key bears alliance event is gonna be september 22nd the fifth 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 annual is it annual or is it just the fifth annual Fifth wow. annual Key Bears Alliance meetup, That's and it's awesome. going to be September twenty second. And if that sounds great to you, well, 
and you didn't plan on already going already, you better be, you better be strong. Cause be there, all, be a Square Enix. All, all of the, uh, my understanding is all the tickets are sold out, and then if you want to get in, it's first come, first serve. Exactly. Um, I am currently going to uh, speak to the person who handles the booking to see if we can increase the cap, because basically we just did the cap the same cap as we did last year. Yeah. And granted, we never, our gathering never really hit the cap before, but with a, a lot of like promotion from other sites like Case 13, this podcast, um, and a bunch, you know, and, um, and Twitter friends, you know, it shows that, and the, and these tickets sold out within two hours, which is like never That's happened crazy. before. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's, so- and, and and where where is the uh, event going to be held? It's going to be held at the Holiday Inn Suites in Anaheim, which is located at 1240 South Walnut Street, which is actually about a 15-minute walk to downtown Disney. So it's Alrighty. actually close by the park. So if you guys are in town and you think you can get to the event early <coughs> enough, maybe you'll be able to attend the 5th Annual Key Bears Alliance yeah, you know, congratulations the, uh, on five years. Thank awesome. you. It's, so awesome. it's been a wild ride. You know, we started out just gathering at downtown Disney, you know. Yeah, just... like, I, I remember, like, the first couple of ones, it was just a bunch of guy, a bunch of you guys, like, at downtown Disney just hanging out. And then now yeah. it's, like, a proper event. It's got its, it's, got its own location. Yeah, it's, Guests. you know, we, we had to evolve when more and more people started showing up and new exactly. people started wondering what this is about so we had to like it based off of feedback of what you know attendees have you know told us we just keep evolving each year and you know we have you know a place to stay now which cool because you know september can be really hot in anaheim yeah, definitely and you know now we have you know voice actors making appearances we had justin cowden one year we had ray chase last year we had uh erica harlocker who was actually on this podcast as well yep um so have you guys you know, announced anything uh as far as what your plans are for this event in terms of guests or panels yet. or not okay. yet um we are gonna have like a, another team meeting to finalize what we are actually going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are changing it up from last year based off of feedback as well. So hopefully we can find a proper balance of what, you know, the people want in our events, in our Sounds gatherings. Good. And um, hopefully eventually we'll, we'll find something that everybody likes to do. And, you know, there's still, you know, still activities to do. There's still um, trivia. There's still raffles. You know, there's yeah. still prizes to be won, and, you know, hopefully I can grab some, you know, special guest VAs to come again for people can yeah, listen so awesome. to how they got into the business, the industry, you exactly. know, get a little autograph and selfies with. You know, that was, you know, bringing Ray Chase last year was actually a really treat, neat treat for everybody. They loved him. Absolutely. Um, Ray, if you're listening to this, hopefully, you know, we can get you back there with us. Please. And maybe you could bring your, you know, uh, Max Middleman, who actually does vo- uh, voice of Lushu and uh, back cover. Definitely. And, That'd be awesome. And yeah, I know cool. Robbie doesn't do Kingdom Hearts, but I would love to have Robbie too. So I would love to see the entire <laughs> trio there. Yeah, so you got you got the master of masters, the the gi- the giver of boxes, and then Lushu, <laughs> the holder of the box. 
Nice. So that 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 would be a great uh great crew there. So yeah, really exciting. And yeah, this is not only the fifth uh fifth fifth annual event, but also it's the last one before dun 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 the release of Kingdom Hearts three. So like that's pretty. So big everybody's deal. yeah. I think everybody's just riding on that hype, you know, Definitely. of Kingdom Hearts three releasing. Yeah, I would and, say like um, this year, and you know, of course, next year that's going to be like the the first one post KH three, like both of yeah, those. So gotta it, go. I mean, like you said, there. Uh, I had friends who attended the um, Kingdom Hearts uh, gathering at Anime Expo. Yeah, and and based on the pictures and feed in the and what people have told me, it was a big gathering. You know, oh, there yeah. there is a lot of hype. You know, fans are really hyped up for Kingdom Hearts three. So you know, it's it's really neat that we, you know, uh, me and my uh, f- friends or, you know, and staff to put together, you know, a gathering where Kingdom Hearts fans come, can come together, talk, conversate, have fun. But most importantly, you know, make friends with each other because, you know, that's what the Kingdom Hearts series is, you know, about. Making, visiting new places, meeting new people, you know, and having fun. Absolutely. That's so, awesome. You know, if, like I said, I, you know, even... It's it's just, it, to me it's so surreal to say it's five years you know it's, yeah. it's just wow I still can't believe it time flies man and it keeps growing every single year and def- definitely. Well, definitely this year definitely so yeah that's uh that's been our news segment so now let's move on to our discussion segment uh so for this episode uh this is actually uh co- comes from a response from a listener. Uh, Yasuteru, Yasuteru Kashu, and, uh, yeah, this is basically in response to, uh, last episode we were talking a little bit about, uh, the dub situation and how, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, when it releases, uh, it seems like it's definitely going to have, uh, basically two main releases. There'll be the Japanese language release, and then, uh, there'll be, uh, Obviously, various uh, European releases, but they will all have the English dub on them. And then I'm guessing just like whatever the local subtitles are. Uh, so uh, basically, this response is uh, so my name is Yasuteru. I'm French and yes, half Japanese. Hajimemaste. I'm I listen to you every two weeks for more than two years now, and thank you all so much for your hard work, especially when there is absolutely no news <laughs> about Kingdom Hearts. Oh, thank, so you. thank you very very much appreciate that and uh in the last episode you talked about the dubbing in europe and how uh difficult it is and the link the lip sync stuff and uh that we had to deal with english dubbing only but as a french i want to give uh some further information that maybe you don't have yes kingdom hearts 3 won't have french dubbing it has been said uh, in the last E3, it has had a huge impact on the French Kingdom Hearts community, and a, peti- a petition has been created for the occasion. Uh, you talked about dubbing in Final Fantasy 15, which has French, German, Spanish. So we were expecting also this for Kingdom Hearts 3, but French were mainly disappointed for two reasons. Uh, first, in Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2, uh, they were fully dubbed in French. So yeah, we did not have the chance to have French voices for 358, Birth by Sleep, or uh, th- uh, Kingdom Hearts 3D. Uh, and we used uh, uh, only the English voices. But for this numbered game, there were uh, there were some expectations. 
I don't know about the other languages, but the French dubs were very good for a video game. So yeah, we had lip sync issues, but in my experience, the Kingdom Hearts series has had the best French dubs until The Last of Us came out. So that was the main that was my main personal reason why I wanted the return of the European dubs for the game. And uh, just just to sort of uh, uh, m- mention what he was uh, referring to here, so he was talking about how he mentioned lip sync issues, and that yeah, basically uh, when it came to like Final Fantasy fifteen, uh, they did have French, German, and Spanish dubs for fifteen, but they didn't have newly animated lip sync stuff done for it. They used the animation for the English version. Uh, basically, only the Japanese and the English version had special lip sync animations done for them, and then all the other European language just used the English uh, uh, FMVs and then the English uh, mouth animations. Uh, so yeah, moving from there. Uh, but as I stated before, I think that big fans of the franchise are used to English voices, and French dub is more like a bonus. Uh, a bon a bonus that we wanted to have. Uh but I guess it's a cost question as you said. It's not only France but also Spain, Germany, Germany and Italy. And the French people who were dubbing in the game in the Kingdom Hearts 2 time became uh became more famous because of the other games and movies they had worked on. Uh just Google uh Donald Renault for example. Uh so the budget for one country needed needed to be more than in Kingdom Hearts 2. All right, I hope I could give you some deeper understandings of the situation in non-English-speaking countries. Anyway, anyway, like you guys, we are very excited and can't wait for January. I have to ask for days off, which that's that's me too. Same here. Yeah, so what do you guys think think about this situation? Like, I mean, we come from... You know, we come from uh, primarily English-speaking countries, so you know we we have the the benefit and the privilege that we get to play Kingdom Hearts with voice acting in our own languages. But like, how would you feel about that? And maybe like, I think Sabi, you might be able to touch or maybe be able to shine maybe a different light on it because you're in Canada, and in Canada, you know, there are definitely some territories that you know more often speak French than English, you know, Quebec, for example. They do, which is weird, and they have their own things, but, like, for certain products to sell, then they have to be bilingual. Yeah. Um, and th- and my understanding yeah. is that's the reasoning behind why a lot of, um, a lot of, like, North American packaging in games now has, like, packaging, like, explanation text like on the back in both English and French. And that's yeah. specifically because of that law. Yeah. So a lot of our stuff has to have English and French. And there was an issue back with the Super, uh, the Super Nintendo Classics that came out last year. Yeah. That they weren't sold in Quebec whatsoever because they weren't bilingual, which wow. was just like the weirdest thing that they did. So that's why I'm, I'm, trying to like i think they're doing just translations right like or just um subtitles yeah instead so for, of dubs, yeah, right? for, exactly it'll just be subtitles and it'll be using yeah english voices yeah so that's how they kind of bypass it just to be able to sell in different places um 
yeah, yeah so most it, of the things you have to have both english and french no matter like no matter what like it's a big deal for them interesting so uh churro like uh you know in, in your case you know you know i'm trying to like relate it to something that we can understand because you know we're from you know english-speaking countries like for example when you watch like uh an anime like do you feel like it particularly uh detracts from your experience if you have to watch you know watch an anime with subtitles like i I know at least for me like i can understand when it comes to kingdom hearts like you know if i'm watching a cutscene for example like and, and i have to also read subtitles like sometimes it's hard to like decide what i want to be looking at on the screen because like i have to read the subtitle but then oh my god there's cool action going on like yeah i'm i I, i'm the same with with anime as well like that yeah how how do you feel about that churro it it, i mean honestly i'm i've been using uh like not subtitles but closed Mm -hmm. captioning for a very long time okay so like my eyes are kind of like used to seeing caption on the screen and watching whatever's going on and so for me personally it doesn't bother me at all mm-hmm. reading subtitles so to me it's just another part of the experience like when i'm watching anime it's like you know subtitles come on and it's like okay i'm re- watching the entire screen and it's like i'm seeing the situation and just following along what they're saying and for me like I, I it's hard for me to put it but mm-hmm. i mean i understand that dubbing is important for those countries you know and it's mm-hmm. you know for me, it's like if I was in those countries, I would be upset too, you know, honestly, yeah. because it's like here guess, you are paying, yeah, you know, money for this game, you know, that you've been waiting for for so long and they don't have your language. It's kind of disappointing. Yeah. How how would you guys feel if, for example, like the worst thing ever happened and they had to like, they cut all the English voices? Like what if, what if Kingdom Hearts was 100% in Japanese? Like would that be... Would that be a big Discl- disappointment? Does that in, not including that subtitles? subtitles? Oh, yeah. it would have. So it would have subtitles, but no English voices, and that that's would include fine. Disney mm-hmm. characters. Like, yeah, Donald's that's Japanese everyone. voice kills me. I love that, it so I, much. I would be fun with it because yeah. I've imported Japanese games before with no with very tiny Japanese knowledge, mm-hmm. and yeah. I've still enjoyed the game. You know, without you know really understanding what's going on, like. Like I I can get the gist of what's going on just by looking yeah. at what they're doing, but like the context is like, like is more missed than hit because I just don't understand what they're saying. Yeah, there's also like uh, and then you know they have like the re-releases, you know, in Square Enix cases like the international versions where they have Japanese voices with English subtitles. You gotcha. know, to and I played those games and those games, you know, I was able to to be okay because every all the text was in english so i was able to understand yeah, what was being yeah. said so yeah. i didn't have a problem with that at all yeah i think for me like uh, I, i'm definitely with you like i would enjoy it but i would still feel I, I i would definitely feel disappointed not not being able to play it in english uh if only if it was like just for the disney aspect of it and i think that that would be the main thing for me with kingdom hearts like I have absolutely no problem playing like pretty much any game like 100% in Japanese especially if it's a Japanese game and like for me recently like like for me it's technically a form of study like I I, I like for example I play the Yakuza series and the, you know all the voice acting in those games are in Japanese and I learn a lot 
uh, of like, you know, I pick up on a lot of slang and stuff like that and culture from the Yakuza series. So for me, that's great. But like, I guess if I was playing Kingdom Hearts, um, and if I only had the option for Japanese voices, I would, I would definitely still enjoy it. Uh, but I, I would feel a little bit disappointed because I do appreciate the the English Disney voice voices because that's what I grew up with. So I guess I can kind of see, you know, if if I was you know French for example, like I I probably would have grown up with the French Disney voices and I wouldn't be familiar with the English ones. And so I definitely can understand that. I guess that's kind of where uh, Yasutori is coming from here is that. Uh, it, it's not so much, at least for him, it's not so much that, you know, th- th- they're really, really angry about it. It, you know, it's more it's that it's more like a disappointment. It, it's more yeah, like a disappointment, and they sort of s- saw the idea of having French voices kind of like a nice, uh, a nice, neat bonus. Like he said al- already, like a lot of the side games, the the voice acting has been in uh in english anyway like you know uh 358 and king hearts 3d things like that so i i guess i guess they are used to the english voices now but because you know because this is a a numbered game that would presumably have a bigger budget i guess they might have thought that maybe there was a chance it just mainly comes down to what namora said you know namora wants this game out you know he he realizes it's been so long since three so he's like like we said like earlier like Namora's taking you know he's I don't want to say the user was cutting corners because to me it doesn't feel like he's cutting corners he no. just wants to get the game out he yeah. just he he feels that he owes you know us a lot and he understands that you know we've been waiting a long time so you know he's doing what he can to get the game out and you know and he's you know and it seems like you know he's sorry that he has to make this these decisions in order to get the game out on time because that's what he said personally at the concert that he apologizes that you know we couldn't make you know the 2018 release and you know that just to wait a little bit longer and the game was delayed because they they wanted to try to keep it as close as the japanese release as possible and you know originally you know when you know nomura stated that the japanese version was going to be out maybe a couple weeks before you know, before the global release, you know, but now it's down to four days and, you know, and, um, to me, that's really, you know, impressive for, you know, Nomura to really try to lessen that amount of time between the Japanese and global releases. And unfortunately he had to make that decision to cut it. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I think like, yeah, in the perspective of like, I think it's also in a weird sense of like a disconnection when you're playing a game that's not your like your main language. So like for example, yeah. um, I think I don't know if this was. I'm pretty sure this was like a bigger thing in America than it is, was in Canada. But like you guys had a lot of um, like Chinese movies that were English dubbed. Oh and, yeah, and that like was just a disconnection in itself because like obviously the the mouth movements wasn't matching like the dialogue in English and that's how I feel about certain animes because I've watched animes in Chinese and Japanese and in English and it's depending on like how they do it like obviously Japanese and English they try to do similar voices in that sense 
Um, and that's that's how they kind of keep the connectivity of like you know things sounding very similar, even if you watch it in Japanese or English, because they try to get voices to sound the same. But like for Chinese, I feel like there's like four main people that dub. Like it's just like a high voice, a low voice, a middle voice, like the main character voice, and then like a villain voice. And I think for them, it's just kind of, um, yeah, like it's it sucks having like lip sync issues where it's kind of like you're trying to follow along because you that's how we look at people, right? We look at people as they talk by their mouth, and if it's、yeah. not moving in the same like wavelength, I guess, then it feels like it's really weird. So. Yeah, and, and, I can definitely and, get it. And like like Brandon said, with the animations, you know they're gonna have to recreate it. And, yeah. And, and Namara said that you know the game's already full as it is. You know, can you imagine having to go back and do that for each of the yeah, dubbing? Yeah. Especially especially with you know like Sabi was bringing up when you sell a product in Canada, for example, you know you have to you know if you wanted to sell in Quebec. You have to have the English and the French in the same product, so it like like Sabi. I don't know if if you know this, but let's let's say hypothetically they had to do it.、Uh, you know, they had to they they were they were going to sell Kingdom Hearts with English and French、uh, voice acting.、Uh, so the current situation that Nomura was describing was that the disc literally can't fit. Like, like they're concerned they can't fit the game as it is on the disc, like just、right. with one language. So let's say hypothetically they they were going to release both languages, but they release them as separate, separate,、uh, like separate SKUs. Like this is the French one, this is the English one. Is is that okay if they have two separate releases, but they're they cover both languages? Is that fine? Um, yeah, that has happened. Like when I worked at、um, GameStop. Mm-hmm. There were different versions, so there's like French version and just regular version. Yeah. The only problem is that when we, if you bring it to another province that is mostly English speaking because Quebec is is the French speaking one. Yes. Then it doesn't worth much for them for us because yeah, it's yeah. kind of like oh it's it's all in French. Like we had one one game that was just like this is just in French and we're like oh really? Like we didn't realize. Gotcha. It just causes so, problems in the long run, but like that's okay if they yeah if they do it. So I, I guess、way. hypothetically, if Nintendo had released, all right, this is the French Super Nintendo Super Nintendo Classic. I guess that would have、yeah. been okay, and then they could have that would have been okay.、Back. Yeah. I, okay. I, the question I want to ask,、uh, what's his name?、Uh, yes, Teru. Yeah.、Um, see, with、uh, what Atlas did with Persona Five, the English version is that.、Mm-hmm. They released the game fully in English. Then they released the Japanese subtitles, you know, the Japanese language. Yeah, by DLC. DLC. So my question is, is that even though you would play the game on release in English with everything English,、mm-hmm. would would you still be able? To, would you still want to play the game? Say maybe six months to a year down the road, and they finally release. You know the languages in French, you know German, Italian, Spanish, you know as DLC. You know they, you know, went back I, I, and I will redid say, their lip sync animations、yeah. and all that for it. Would you be willing to wait that long for it as a DLC?、That's、I will say if、him. it if it does if it does come out in DLC, it'll be a really really big download. I'll, I'll just say、uh, just off the off the top of my head, I just recently. 
uh, reinstalled uh, Final Fantasy 15, P- you know, the PC edition, and there is a there's a 4K pack okay. that you can download for it. And what the 4K pack includes is it's got a bunch of 4K textures, but most of the file size. I won't reveal the file size just yet, but most of the file size goes to the fact that they include 4K versions of the FMVs from Final Fantasy XV. Now, may I remind you that there are only like three FMVs in Final Fantasy XV. Now, uh, the actual like final <laughs> size of this download is 63 gigabytes. What the hell? Oh my god. Yeah. 63 gigs, you know, to be fair, the the textures do take a sizable chunk, but most of the data goes to the fact that they have both English and Japanese uh, versions of the FMVs that are in the game. By the way, there's three of those. Uh, Or there's three three main FMVs, but I think there's also this one cutscene with Leviathan that might be CG or or pre-rendered. But yeah, at the end of the day, 63 gigs for just that. So I, I would also add that caveat. I, I, I'm sure, like, if you're a hardcore Kingdom Hearts fan, like, if it was me, hardcore Kingdom Hearts fan, and they're like, hey, you want to play Kingdom Hearts in Japanese? Here's free DLC that you can download, and it's okay. But by the way, it's going to be like 60 gigs. Like, I would download it. But oh, yeah, yeah, I would too. Just, oh, yeah, me too. Just FYI, it wouldn't be like... It wouldn't be like Persona where it would probably be a, a quicker thing because Persona, um, none of the anime cutscenes, well, all the anime cutscenes are just the anime cutscenes. Like they, you know, the 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 voice actors do their best to match the lip movements when they actually do the acting, but there's no zero zero lip reanimation. Like the whole phenomenon of companies going back and reanimating the lips is a very rare thing and they pretty much just do it for us in america and it's usually just for really really big studios and that's and that usually just means square enix sometimes konami for metal gear but the last metal gear uh mgs5 they actually did performance capture where the main performance capture was english um and then capcom capcom does sometimes but i think they're now just doing (coughs) performance capture these days and the performance capture is done in english yeah a lot of studios are going to like more performance capture mo capture to yeah. get that realism feeling, you know, yeah. and then they, they going back to lip movements. See if you remember the whole um, Final Fantasy X. Yep, you know when Square Enix was first tracking to voice acting for yep. their games, and then you know you had you know the it's basically they couldn't read redo the lip animation for you know the exactly. English version. So they so I remember hearing stories from the VAs that they had a they had a you know match the blip movement themselves when they were exactly. in the studio. So if you ever notice in like Final Fantasy X, occasionally there would be like a line that they had to say really, really fast. And yeah, that that's basically because the 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 line, the way you would say it naturally in English is a lot longer than the sentence you would say in Japanese. So they have to say it really fast. Because basically they're the direction that they're given is uh, your oh, oh so well in Final Fantasy X they have to match it like exactly, but these days uh where where you can like reanimate it a little bit or or if it's like Persona 
where it's just text boxes. Basically, their direction is you can record at your own pace, but it has to be uh, equal to or less than the amount of time of the Japanese recording. And the reason is data storage. Like they can't have a longer recording for the English. So it's mainly because they have data budgets. So yeah, it's like, this is, this has been a big problem for a long time. And like, I don't know for me, like I always like wonder and think about like, what if one day they decided to like do like different performance capture per, per language. And like, I mean, I guess like the first step would be just, just do performance capture of the face. And that way the, the, the acting is consistent per language or they could <laughs> just completely reshoot every cutscene <laughs> with different actors for different languages. That would be crazy. So anyway, I, I think that was a good discussion. Thank you so much. Yes. for being uh, understanding and, and uh, letting us know, uh, about the situation over there again. Yeah, like, ho- it, hopefully it, they'll uh, give you something. You know, even I if it's so. a DLC in the future, whenever after the game's release, that way yeah. you can go back and play it in your, you know, in French. Definitely. So you know, hopefully, and you know, like not, I said, the, the, like I said, going yeah. going back to what I said, Nomura just wants the game out, plain and simple. Exactly. So. That's the main thing. Yeah, and if not, like, uh, hey. Maybe there's a bunch of French, uh, you know, fan dubbers out there. Maybe they can redub it in, in French and it would be pretty cool. So, uh, yeah. So moving on to our music segment. Our music for this episode is a piano cover of Chikai. And this piano cover is a full piano cover of Chikai. That means the full song. Uh, for whatever reason, there's just not that many full covers of Chikai, even though it just came out, which is really weird because like after the, like the first theme song trailer came out, like there was a million covers of don't think twice, but now that Chikai is out in full, like there's not that many covers. I think it probably cause it's all in Japanese. So that's why people aren't covering it, but we have, we do have at least one full piano cover and this one is uh, comes to us from um, uh, Mo- Moses Nieto. Uh, he's Hollow Riku on YouTube, so definitely check him out. And so, great cover on piano. Moving on, our next episode of Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 31st of July. As always, if you guys like the show, please uh, subscribe to us, uh, Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, on the iTunes Store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts, and we are number one! Yay! Yay. And of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion. And remember, if you guys like the show and you want to support us, please go to Patreon.com slash FFKHUnion and consider supporting us there. And if you guys want your questions answered on the show, please send them to KHUQuestions at gmail.com. All right, guys. It is that time again. It is the end of 150th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. That does mean, guys, we now have almost as many episodes as there are Pokemon in the first generation of Pokemon. <laughs> God. That would make this episode Mewtwo, for those keeping track. Yes. The yep. next episode is episode Mew. And yep. Now I'm curious. We're at yes. 150 now. Yes. What number do you think it will be when K-Number 3 releases? All right. Well, we... we can... <laughs> 
there there is a very easy way to do that and that is checking the calendar uh let's see uh so uh let's see 31st uh, that's uh, 151, 66 it'll be oh wait did i count too far oh <laughs> oops okay that's 166 okay 165 164 that's the episode, episode wow. is, a, is that the episode before it releases or the that episode is the after? episode on the day of release because Sweet. it releases on a tuesday oh, okay okay well, which will so be nice. very awkward to record if we don't get a review copy so <laughs> So we'll 14 episodes. Goes. Yep, 14 episodes. Yep. I guess if I'm really desperate, I could pick up a Japanese copy and start playing. Well, do it, Brendan, do it. Uh, I don't want to. I want to play in English first because I'm just like I'm just like uh, I'm just like Yasuteru. I, I want to play it in my native language. More likely, I'll probably be spoiled by the time I play it. So yeah, yeah, you'll be spoiled by then for sure. So let's. So let's, fun fact. Yes. Saturday. July 21st is the Kingdom Hearts concert in Toronto. Oh, snap. And whoever's going, I'm going. Tweet it out, Sabby. Tweet it out. Say hi. Say hi. Well, I'm most, like, I'm on Twitter half the time, but I'm mostly on Instagram these days, Mm -hmm. so if y'all want to follow me on Instagram about about the concert, then yeah. Also, in other news, I know it's early, and it'll actually still be early by the time this releases, but I just want to say happy birthday, Churro! Happy birthday, Churro! Thank you, guys. Isn't your birthday after the podcast? The day after? Yeah, it's on the 18th, the Wednesday. Ooh, nice. Everybody, wish wish Churro a happy birthday. He's getting older. He's getting older. Getting wiser. Exactly. I don't know about that. And you're one step closer to Kingdom Hearts 3. (laughs) Yes, this yeah. actually—it's weird because it's like this is all our like last birthdays before Kingdom Hearts three. Wow, that is yeah. that is good. So definitely blew my mind. Sa- savor <laughs> savor this moment. Yes, and, uh, enjoy enjoy your birthday. All right, guys, say goodbyes. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in again. Appreciate Bye, it, guys. Thank you guys for all your support. And I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.
Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 150th... Oh, I should be more excited. Yeah, I <laughs> should be. the 150th episode. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome... Oh, it's too excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need to find some happy medium that, uh, em- that emphasizes that it's the 150th episode, but doesn't clip my mic. <clears throat> How about you- Why don't you just say it normally and then just emphasize it when you talk to us? That's 150th. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> I'll I'll try something completely different then. Okay. <clears throat> Hi everyone, and welcome to the hundred and fiftieth episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host Brandon, and I'm here with Churro. Hi guys. And Sabrina. Hi guys. 